0: Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you by Reverend Bright Nkrumah, the senior pastor at the Kodesh Family Church, Bronx North. He is an anointed pastor and teacher of the Word of God, affecting many lives. Now, get ready to be transformed by this message. Father, we are grateful, we are thankful, we thank you for the opportunity to gather once again at your feet. Holy Spirit, we acknowledge your presence. We ask that you speak to us, minister to our hearts, change us, transform us. We thank you. We bring our ears, transform them into hearing ears, and let our hearts be receptive hearts. We give you glory, we give you honor, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. please clap your hands together to the world and we see it. if the ashes can help me you know please i it it, it, it helps me you know it helps with the service when you know people are distributed well and properly you know it helps with the service so yes um the ones that are movable and understandable Please this month and yes, help and then be seven. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you for your humility. I admire your humility. Thank you, and always do it like that. It's beautiful. David was. Amen. Amen. Now, do you believe that David was successful? Was David a successful person in life? Because um, how you define successful or how you define a person that is successful will be how you will have faith the edge to even learn from the person, isn't that so? Now, there, there are different ways to define success, you know, you can define success in a worldly way, you know, when in the world, we say someone is successful, I'm not sure how you see a person that is successful, but perhaps when someone is successful, you are looking at someone who is rich, yeah. That's right. That's you see, true. who is rich, and who has house. property, you know, many yeah. houses, many Money. cars, Money. you know, and isn't that so? Oh, yes. That is how we look at a successful person in life, mm-hmm. and we don't even look at how healthy the person is, whether the person is healthy or not. You know, as long as you have wealth, we say you are successful, isn't that so? True. As long as you have. You know, even if the person is unhappy, mm-hmm. we say the person is successful. <laughs> even if the person dies young, we say he was very successful. That's right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that so? Oh yes. Yeah. But there is also a biblical definition of a successful person or someone who has done well in life, and um, you will, as I was saying, you will copy what you define as successful. That is what you are going to copy. So was David a successful person? Was David a successful person? And it is only when you see him as a successful person that you will learn something from him. Hallelujah. Amen. So David was the most respected king of all the kings of Israel. He was the most respected king. Hallelujah. Today is the one king whose name is on so many of the kings of Israel. True. In Rome, they have a statue of David. Of oh, wow. all the kings, they have a statue—a very special statue of David—that many people go to see. Wow. Hallelujah! He was also a great son. True. David was the one that wrote all the psalms that so many people used to pray and to encourage themselves. Hallelujah. David was also a prophet. Wow. Amen. Amen. And above all, a great prophet. And above all, he was a man after God's own heart. Hallelujah. A man after God's own heart. So surely we can say that this is a description of a successful person. Hallelujah. Amen. I believe that David achieved great success in his lifetime. He did so many wonderful things, and the scripture is so clear about this description at the end of his life in 1 Chronicles chapter 29 and verse 28. 1 Chronicles chapter 29 and verse 28, the Bible says, And he died in a good old age he died in a good old age now you will see people die at a very old age but not a good old age so the bible makes it clear that you can die old but not a good old age but david at the end of his life he was old but the bible describes him as a good old age full of days hallelujah full of days that means that there were days of life not nights of life Mm -hmm. are you listening his end they were full of days hallelujah that means there was still life in him Mm -hmm. and then he says full of riches Mm -hmm. he died a very rich man and most importantly full of honor Mm. hallelujah he died full of honor many people are rich but they are not honored Mm. many people are rich but many people do not honor them Mm. hallelujah and then he says and Solomon his son reigned in his stead." wow Solomon his son reigned in son, So David had a long and eventful life. And at the end of his life, he was rich. He was respected and he even had a successor, his own son, to succeed him. And he was a great son also. Now what is an interesting description is that he died full of age, full of riches, full of honor and with a successor hallelujah that is a successful person that is someone who died or who lived a successful life amen now you realize that david did not get to this point easily david's life was not so easy that he got to achieve all of these things he suffered He struggled. He had so many difficult situations. Amen. 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 Often David will come to a crossroad in his life and he had to make important decisions. He had to take important decisions. Amen. 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 Now many of the things that he did as a young man contributed to his eventual outcome as a successful man many things that he did as a young man were all a part of bringing him to a place of success mm. young people are you listening oh, Yes. so it is very important what you do in your youth Wow. your success will depend so much on the things that you do in your youth yes. amen. amen amen now the scriptures teachers to learn from the examples of those who have gone ahead of us in hebrew chapter 6 verse 12 he says that ye be not slothful but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises amen amen so two people are you there are you listening to me Marian, are you listening what And Vincent. Powerful. I hope you are listening to me It's great And I see the profound family Wonderful Powerful Amen. Amen So you will realize That the things that you get involved in The things that you do In your youth Are very very important Hallelujah Good. Now we are going to learn You know Some of the things that David did. You know, the Bible is a very practical book. The Bible is the one unique book that does not shield the mistakes of people, neither does it cover up the faults of so-called mighty men. The Bible will not cover your faults. The Bible will not paint a different picture because you are described as a man after God's own heart, the Bible does not hide your mistakes. So it is a great book to learn from. It is a great book in whose with the characters in this book a powerful tool to learn from. Are you listening? Because they are classic examples that you can learn from. They are practical. It's, they are not unique, they are not so different from you. They make the same mistakes as you make. Mm -hmm. And that is why the Bible is such a unique book. David is a person that we can learn from even today. Mm -hmm. And here in this book, we are going to learn a few secrets that help David to become one of the most respected kings and prophets of all time. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. So, we are Mm -hmm. going to learn about Davidic or the principles of success update the wow. principles of success I a few it. points today and then we'll bring the service to a close Amen. the first principle is the principle of small beginning okay. say the principle of small beginning the principle of small beginning yes, yes. first Samuel chapter 17 and verse 23. the principle of small beginning 1 Samuel 17 and verse 23. He says, And Eliab, his eldest brother, heard when he spake unto the man. Now, this story, the background for this is when Goliath and the Philistines have been harassing the people of Israel for so long. They come and threaten them, harass them, and they make them so weak and afraid that the soldiers of Israel were so afraid of these people. And one particular person who made the Philistine army so strong was Goliath, who was a giant. And so there was one of these moments when he had come with his army to harass the army of God, the people of Israel. And David, who was not a soldier then, happened to have come to the battlefield. Okay, and he, his brother, or his—I mean, his older brothers—were in the army. He was a young boy, and he was a shepherd boy, you know, working in his father's backyard, and wasn't a soldier. So he had come there, and then his eldest brother, Elia, saw him, and this is what he said: He says, and Elia, his eldest brother, had when he spake unto the man. So when David got to the battlefield, he began talking to the soldiers and asking them, what's going on? Who is this man? What is happening to the army? Why is everybody looking so timid? So he was talking to the men and his brother saw him talk to the men and Eliab's anger was kindled against David. His brother became angry at him and he said, why comest thou down here? That means, why are you here? What do you have to do here? Why do you have to come here? He says, and with whom has thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? So his brother knew that David was mending the few sheep that his father had assigned him to. And so he's bringing it to him that your responsibility is in the backyard with those few sheep that they have given you, what do you have to do here? Are you listening? Oh yes. So David's brother made a very strong derogatory remarks about David's work as a shepherd boy. Mm-hmm. He spoke critically of the few sheep that David was handling. And David was very proud of what he was doing. Mm-hmm. So he, in other words, make David look so small in his own eyes that what you are doing is so insignificant compared to what is happening here you ought not to be here now you will realize that in ministry many people also do not want to begin in a small way many people don't want to start in a small way the only thing that they will know how to do is to Break the legs of some ministers that they are working under. For instance, they are assistant pastors, and they undermine or they break the church underneath the pastor. And then they will take some of the members and they go and start their own churches. Now, these are people who do not have respect for small beginnings. Or people who do not understand small beginnings. Amen. Amen. Now, we ought to be aware of the importance of small beginnings and the value for small beginnings. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. Small beginnings are designed for God to lift you up. Okay. Wow. Amen. Why am I saying that? Because you will learn humility from small beginnings. Whenever you are studying something and you experience small beginnings, you have some great things to compare with. And you look at what you have and it's so small, it humbles you. It humbles you. Amen. So you learn humility through small beginnings. And humility is the greatest platform for God to lift you up. So, when God wants to lift you up, what He's going to offer you is something that is very small. Mm. That is how the kingdom of God is. Mm. That is how God blesses his people. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, it was when David was looking after those few sheep. To that, he had the opportunity to fight the bear and the lion. It was during that time. If David had not accepted the responsibility of caring for the field sheep, he would not have had the opportunity to fight the bear and the lion. Amen. Amen. Now it was because he used he, he was used to fighting impossible situations. In the small beginning situation, he learned to fight impossible situations, situation. Mm. And so because he was used to fighting a possible situation, that he was able to now face Goliath. Mm. When he came to meet Goliath, the only reference he had was what he had experienced in the small beginning. only thing he could stand on was the experience he had in a small beginning. And God has used these small beginnings to prepare him for greater things. Amen. 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 When you have had experience in small settings, when you have, for instance, you have preached to many, or you have preached to a small group of people for a long time, you realize that you get used to preaching to people. You get used to talking to people. Are you listening? You see, for instance, that the, the youth, that these children that come before us and they stand boldly and perform, you know, say things and do things, you realize that they will go to school. And they will be able to do that. Yes. Mm. You see, you you, you you will not understand it. Mm. But that is how God prepares us. Mm. That is how God prepares us. You will notice that the things that you are able even to do in the church becomes a great platform for you now to do things, even greater things. Yeah. Mm. true. Are you understanding what I'm saying? That when you have the opportunity to preach to 100 people, 100 people for a long time and you get used to preaching to 100 people, it becomes easier when God gives you the opportunity to now preach to a thousand people. Compared to someone who had never had an experience with small beginnings. Isn't that so? David had the opportunity to do that. Bishop says, "He says I have preached so many times that preaching is now much easier for me. I have preached in difficult atmospheres. I have ministered in hostile environments. I have preached in powerful. I have preached to powerful politicians. I have ministered where people despise me. Preached." preaching standing before God's people has made it easier for me that even when we are in a big setting for instance you know I you know I have gone to you know other meetings such as even business meetings you know conferences and you can stand up boldly and speak are you listening to me? Yes. When you can stand up boldly and speak because you are used to doing it. You see, if I bring one of you right now, to yes. come and stand here and yes. give me just come and give testimony. You see how yes. sometimes we get problems. Some of you have great testimonies, but just coming here to give that testimony is yes. a problem. So you yes. you share the testimony. Yes. And then you should run away. You see how you say, didn't, don't, don't. Ah! We, had a, we had a school teacher something that we used for didn't, don't, do Because the man stands before a crowd with class, and he gets confused. He says, he doesn't know if it's didn't or it is don't or it is. He said, didn't, don't, don't. And then he puts it together and he's pretty good. Amen. That's <laughs> it. Amen. Amen. So admire and respect small beginnings. Don't rush success. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't be in a hurry to be successful. Mm-hmm. It is easier to make mistakes in front of a small crowd mm-hmm. than to make a mistake in, a, in front of a large crowd. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. It is easier to mm-hmm. make up for mistakes with. A small business, when you are starting something and you're losing a couple of hundred dollars, it will be easier for you to embrace that. So it's easier to learn to lose like that than to start something big and lose it. Jesus taught us three principles of progress. Three principles. One, the principle of being faithful with small things. Luke chapter 6 and verse ten. Luke six and verse ten, he says. And looking around, looking round about upon them all, upon them all, he said unto the man, "Is it?" Luke sixteen, Luke sixteen, verse ten. ten, Pardon me. Luke sixteen and verse ten. He said, "He that is faithful, he that is faithful in that which is least, is faithful also in much." Amen. You see, yes. he that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust in much. So you see, if you, if you don't learn to be faithful with small things, you will never be faithful with large things and if you are not faithful with small things you will never progress to having large things mm-hmm. if your God gives you a small responsibility and you are not faithful with that small responsibility it's very unlikely that he's going to give you a bigger responsibility yes. it is the principle of life and Jesus is saying he that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And if you are unjust in small things, you'll be unjust in that which is much. You cannot say that this is small thing, that is why I'm playing with it like that. Mm -hmm. You will do the same thing when you are giving a large thing. Wow. Wow. So whenever you have the opportunity to handle small things, whenever you are given something small to do, understand and see that it is an opportunity that God is looking at to make a step to lift you up to greater things. Therefore, put all of your strength, all of your energy. If we have assigned you as a shepherd, we have given you two, three sheep. Don't say, oh, two, three sheep. Be faithful with the three sheep. Even if there are two, be faithful. Even if we assign you one person to follow up, God is testing how you can be faithful with the least to see if he can trust you with greater things. Yeah. The second principle is the principle of being faithful with another man's thing. Being faithful with another man's thing. And that is Luke chapter 16 and verse number 12 verse 12, being faithful in another man's And he says, and if ye have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give you that which is your own? Wow. Wow. Now that is a very, very important scripture. Mm -hmm. This is a very important scripture. Mm -hmm. And if you understand it, you will be very faithful with things that belong to other people. The, the, the concept here what Jesus is says is and if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's who shall give you that which is your own now that means that what is your own is in somebody's hand what God has assigned to be your own that is for you is in somebody's hand and it ought to be given to you and the way you are going to receive it is that we see faithfulness in that which is another person so if you're not faithful in that which is another person what is your own will never come to you you may see that this is a great opportunity for your blessing and it's your own you have worked so hard for it and you have you see you have worked so hard for that degree you have worked so hard studied so hard sacrifice so much and it is yours that degree is yours but along the way whilst you are working on that degree you have to work as a secretary you have to work as a clerk you have to work as a cleaner you have to work for that small company you have to do something for someone but you were never faithful you were never faithful whilst you were in school heading to your degree so that degree that is meant for you that you have worked for you, which is your own will never come to you because that is in somebody's hand and the way we are going to get it is that you are faithful in that which is unbreakable so whatever, if, no matter what you are doing no matter what you are working for someone And you may think that you have it And you have acquired a degree But that degree will never bless you It will not do you any good The word of God is true And the third principle Principle of being faithful with money Principle of being faithful with money Luke chapter 16 and verse 11 Luke 16 and verse 11 Sonny, I hope you are listening. Luke 16 and verse 11. Awesome. Alright. Luke 16 and verse 11. It says, If therefore ye have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to you, to your trust, the true riches? If you have not been faithful in unrighteous mammon, unrighteous mammon is the man in your pocket. You get paid, you are not faithful even with your offering. You are not faithful with your time. You are paying time today, let's say you are not paying, having all kinds of excuses. You are looking for true riches, you are looking for true blessings. Mm. If you are not faithful in unrighteous mammon, you will never receive true riches. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. No matter what, how small something is, mm. treat it with importance. And God will use that to bless you. Say amen. 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 Don't run away from small beginnings. Oh, wow. They are God's training grounds for you. Oh, wow. And that is how King David got his education in the school of small beginnings. Ooh. Say amen. 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 The second principle is the principle of doing menial jobs wow. with joy. Doing wow. menial jobs with joy. Okay. First Samuel 16 and verse 21. He says, and David came to Saul and stood before him and he loved him greatly and he became his armor bearer. Wow. Hallelujah. Amen. So now you realize that David was in a very a very um, humble position. I mean, the work that he was doing you know, David look at the beginnings of David. He was a shepherd boy. Amen. Amen. He was a shepherd boy in his own father's house. Mm. And then when he came to King Saul's palace, he was not even a soldier. He was not a soldier. David in King Saul's palace worked as a musician. He was a servant. He was an errand boy and an armor bearer. He would bear arms for Saul. He would carry Saul's armor. He was not even a soldier. Amen. Amen. There are so many Christians who want to start up on top. Mm -hmm. They want to start up on top. But there's only one job that starts on top. Mm -hmm. That is digging the grave. You start on top and then you go down. (laughs) That is the only job. amen Amen. if you study the background of many great people you will realize that they all start from very small beginnings
1: real great
0: people that remain great that remain successful you will look into their story and you realize that they start small beginnings antoine you'll find you can read about many great people and then you'll notice that their beginnings were very small And those are the people that appreciate whatever stage they get to. And so they keep going forward and forward and forward. Say amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 23 and verse 11. Matthew chapter 23 and verse 11. Jesus said something. Very very important. He says, but he that is greatest among you shall be your servant." He that is greatest among you shall be your servant. Mm. You know, even in the church, we have shepherds who feel are very successful in life. Mm. And when we have gatherings and we have things to clean, they don't feel they are part of cleaning. Mm. They finish and then they take their portion, and they still want some portion to take with them (laughs) off. And some of them didn't feel too big to carry their portion. They will wait, bring it to my car, bring it to me. And they take it off. And you see, that is a wealthy mentality of greatness. But the Bible says, the one that is greatest is the one that serves, It is great wisdom. It is great wisdom. Cleaning the church, having finished something, and staying to clean makes you a great person. People who clean, they are seen in the heavens as very great people. People who serve, they are seen as very great people. You know, Luke chapter 22, Luke chapter 22 verse 24. Let's read that. Luke chapter 22, let's read from verse 24. Luke 22 verse 24. and there, were, there was also a strife among them. These were the disciples of Christ. There was a strife. That means there was misunderstanding among them. Biggering. And he says, which of them, and what was the misunderstanding? He said, there was a strife among them. Which of them should be accounted the greatest? So among us, who is the greatest? That is what they were talking about. And the Bible says, and he said unto who said unto them, Jesus. Jesus. He noticed a strife among the disciples, and he said unto them, the kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship. I want you to see how God sees things versus how the world sees things. He says, the kings of the Gentiles, the unbelievers, they exercise lordship over the people. They exercise lordship. And they that exercise authority upon them are the ones that are called benefactors. Mm. They are the ones that enjoy things. They are the ones that are supposed to receive good things and be treated and be served and to They are called benefactors. But he says in the next verse, he says, and, And he said unto them, the next verse, verse 27, is that finished? He says, but ye shall not be so. Amongst you, it's not like that. Mm. Ellen, are you understanding? Amongst unbelievers, the kings who exercise authority, that gives instructions, that are laws, they are the ones that are the benefactors. They are the ones that are seen as important and great. But he says, amongst you, it's not like that. In my kingdom and my blessing, it's not like that. The ones that the heavens sees as great, it's not like that. It's not amongst you, it's not like that. But he that is greatest among you, let him be as the younger. Mm. Are you listening? You are not a child. <laughs> I said, are, you, are you hearing the word? You are not a child. Somewhere, you are not a child. Mm. But he says, let it be to you as the younger see yourself as a younger let it means that, let them see you as you are the child in the church, you are the one that we can call and send and you are the one that throws the trash out and you are the one that cleans the place when we all leave you are the one that is sweating and your coat is all over and are, let them see you like that means and get that to be in that position make an effort to be in that place yourself in that position mm-hmm. Francis are you listening? he says let him be let him be as the younger and he that is chief as he that does serve mm-hmm. mm-hmm. if you serve so if you are running around and carrying things and breaking food and everybody is dressed and they are waiting for whenever everything is set up, call when it's ready, you are described by the heavens as you being the chief. Wow. wow. You are being the You being the chief. This is high wisdom. It's the wisdom of God. He says, Let him be as he that does said." The chief is the one that does say. And the next verse, verse 27, he says, For what is greater? Who is the greater? Who is greater? He that sits at me? You know, everything is said, and then we come in, mm. and we come and sit down. Is this he that sitteth at me? Or he that Senior, one language, you say one <laughs> if you knew that you were okay, show by hands how many people want to be great in life? You want to be great in life, don't lie. I mean, how many people want to be respected and you know, be honored? You know, you go to a place. You want people to respect you. Oh, yes. I, my hands up. I want to be respected. I want to be honored. Oh, you yes. want to be deployed oh, yes. and to be treated as such. Okay, that is the case. He says, and when you come to that situation, you want to sit down and you want to be served. Yes, that is what we want. Okay. Now he says for whether it's greater he that sitteth at me or he that serveth it's not he that sitteth at me that is the truth yeah. that is how we see amongst us the greatest yeah. yes. that is how we see the greatest amongst us yeah. he says but i am among you as he that serveth wow now uh, no. jesus and the disciples who is the greatest jesus. so he says i'm Think, I am among you as Peter 7. So, who is the greatest? The one that says, or the one who sits down to be said? Answer for yourself. Amen. He was asking them to answer for themselves. That you can you are not greater than me, but I am among you as the one that is seven. So, think for yourself. That the seventh, the seventh, the one that is seven is the greatest. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. You don't like my message? No. another yeah. yeah. verse. Verse 28. Verse 28. It says, Ye are they which have continued with me in my temptations. Of course they are going to be great. They are going to be great. You have continued in the temptation. You will be great. Hallelujah Amen. Let me give you some quick points And then we will end Amen. The next principle is the principle of Turning away from those who despise you Turning away from those who despise you We are looking at Debitic success How David became successful And the things that He learned or the things that he did. Young people, I am showing you great steps to be successful in life. Okay. And the next principle is that you turn away from those who despise you. Hmm. First Samuel chapter 17 and verse number 28. First Samuel chapter 17 and verse 28. He says, and earlier. His eldest brother had when he spake unto the man. And Eliab's anger was kindled against David. And he said, Why camest thou down hither? And with whom hast thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know thy pride. Look at this. <laughs> he says, I know thy pride. I know your pride, your, your, your pride, and thy naughtiness. The naughtiness of thine heart. For thou art come down that thou mightest see the bag. That is the only reason you have come here. You have come here so you will see. I mean, the guy is even, I mean, coming to him and see, are you are you supposed to be this angry and say you are naughty and you are proud and all these things to him? Mm-hmm. Too much. The next verse, verse 29. He says, and then he said. What have I now done? What have I done? What have I done? Is, what? is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? Please wake up. I'm preaching a very important message. I don't want to call it.
1: <laughs> and if you miss it.
0: <laughs> he says, is there not a cause? And then verse 30, he says, and he turned. From him. He turned from him. When he saw that his brother Aya despised him, his brother Ayah was putting him down, the Bible says he turned from him. He turned from him and what? And spake after the same manner. And the people answered him again after the former manner. He turned from him and he talked to other people. Do you think if David had continued talking to Elia, he, had, he would have gotten to fight Goliath? When you see people despise you, turn away from them. When you see people do not respect you, turn away from them. You will never flourish in an environment where you are despised. You will never do well in an environment where you are despised. No matter how much is promised there, if you find yourself not appreciated and not respected, you will never do well mm. in that environment. Yeah. So sometimes it's better to take a job that pays less and you are respected and you are admired and you are honored, mm. And you are liked than to be in a job where they pay so much but you will never do well you will not prosper you will not prosper he says he turned away so this scripture describes the precaution that David faced from his brother the persecution that he faced Eliab obviously intimidated by David held insults at him when he was about to fight Golaire now the world you will realize that has two sets of people those who believe in you and those who have no confidence in you learn to turn away from those who do not believe in you those who despise you learn to turn away from them (laughs) hallelujah when i began my ministry in 1987 many people despised me up until today there are groups of people who think evil of me They speak evil about me in their homes, in their cars, in their offices, they're talking evil about him. From such, turn away, hallelujah, turn away from such people, amen. Amen. If you don't do that, you will not do well. And the last principle, the principle of choosing and staying with what you have tested. Choosing and staying with what you have tested. Same scripture, 1 Samuel 17, verse 38 to 40. He says, And Saul armed David with his armor. Saul armed David with his armor. He said, And then David said unto Saul, I cannot go with thee. Do you remember the story? Yes. When David now was ready to fight Goliath, Saul felt that he had to give him the best armor. And of course, the best armor in the nation was the king's armor. So they put the king's armor on him. Saul was a giant. David was a young man. And they put this huge, strong armor of the king on him with the king's sword, with the king's helmet, and the king's shield for protection. And David said, I cannot go in this. I cannot fight in this it's too much this is i'm not used to this he says and David said unto Saul i cannot go with this why for i have not proved them i have not proved them means i have not tested them i've never used them i'm not used to this i don't know this i don't know how to use this i have not proved them and David put them off of him and he took his staff in his hand and chose him five smooth stones, and his sling was in his hand, and he drew nigh to the person. Hallelujah. Amen. So David put all his armor down, and what he was used to is what he took, and what he was used to was his, his sling and the, the few stones, the smooth stones that he had always worked with. He has used it against the best he has used it against the lion this is what he was used to there are many times that wolves have attacked and this is what he has used so this was a great turning point in david's life and in in his ministry he had an opportunity to have its greatest breakthrough it was a matter of do or die because Goliath was not an easy person as he went forth, he was to make one of the most important decisions of his life to wear Saul's armor or not to wear. Mm. David decided against wearing Saul's armor and opted for his slingshot with the just five smooth stones. So in this act, we see the principle of choosing what you have tested, mm. what you are used to. Yeah. Amen. Many people, when they are about to marry, they don't want someone that they are tested, someone that they know. Many people, when they are about to marry, you will see Christian men who have been in the church for so long that they have worked with these women in the church. So long they have tasted their food, they have cooked and brought them and they have eaten them, they know them, they have been with them, and then you see they go for some strange woman. Strange woman. Or some strange woman that shows up in the church and then shakes herself round about. Normally, they behave properly, nobody doing everything properly until the time comes for them to marry. Hey, they that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then suddenly, as if they are blind. <laughs> 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 suddenly, as if we are all men in their church. Oh, <laughs> and then suddenly, we are
1: relatives. sisters <laughs> um, and <laughs> relatives. <laughs> but
0: choose what you are used to choose what you know choose what you tested you are para Listening to me, you are here. You, are me. you don't know about Jesus Christ, He's not your personal Savior. And you are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and as my Savior. If that is your prayer this afternoon, I want to pray with you. You are here. believe you have been blessed with this powerful message come worship with us at the kodesh family church located at 1810 randall avenue bronx new york at 2 p.m every sunday god bless you